0: Hey y'all, I just found something really interesting that I wanted to share with you. And I think it answers a really important question that a lot of us wrestle with. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business Marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. So, what I want to talk about today is this: um, it's this question. (laughs) Are there too many freelance writers? how, you know, how big is my competition? This is something that I hear a lot of writers wrestle with. It's one of the things that we tell ourselves to talk ourselves out of really going for it. Um, And so I wanted to, I came across some some statistics and I wanted to share them because I was really encouraged by this. (laughs) So as a writing course creator, I am literally banking on the idea that there are lots and lots of people who want to go into freelance writing. And so I try to sell my courses, I run my little Facebook ads, and I send my emails to my list, and I have my podcast, and I do all this stuff to try to catch the attention of people who might be interested in doing what I do so that I can teach them how to do it. And I really, really love being a part of this industry of self-starters and of people who are going to figure it out and they're going to work on their own terms. And it's not because I'm obsessed with myself and I want to work on my own terms. It's that I understand a lot of the real benefits to this style of work. And it's obvious to me that the world is moving in this direction. And the more people I can equip to work in this um, freelancer-leaning economy that we're all headed toward, you know, the better off I think we all are. (laughs) Because I think what we're doing here, what I'm doing, and what I hope that you will join me in doing is really, really special. And I think it's really important. And one of the things I love about freelance writing for myself is that it's what has allowed me to stay home with my kids. And it is now what allows me to um, have retired my husband. Um, He's a stay-at-home dad now. And um, I'm ramping up my you know, my own work and finding ways to make a full-time income from this, working admittedly not full-time hours, (laughs) Um, but I just really, really love this way of of doing things and of taking care of my family. Um, I find it really satisfying on a lot of levels, and I know that there are many people out there like me who want to do what I'm doing, basically, which is why I've now gone into teaching and selling courses and things like this to have more conversations with you guys. <laughs> so um, I was having kind of a, a moment of self-doubt, which happens. Um, I've given a lot of pep talks lately to people who are stuck in self-doubt um, and imposter syndrome. I'm actually writing y'all are going to laugh. I'm writing a book (laughs) on how to overcome imposter syndrome. And if there's one thing I want to convey to you and to me and to anyone who might read this book, it's that the imposter never goes away. You can never really kill that voice in your head. Um, It's basically always there, which is good news because, um, I mean, it's bad news because, you know, there's always going to be Um, that uh, heckler you know in the back of your head trying to talk you out of doing stuff but the good news is that we all have it and so if you look around and you see people who are successful by whatever definition of success you want to use then you know that they got there despite the imposter syndrome that they most assuredly felt at many many points and probably are still feeling now you know, almost definitely, (laughs) are still feeling now. People who are at the height of their games still feel like imposters. Um, Anyway, I got a little bit off track there, but what I wanted to convey to you is that one of the lies that the imposter tells us is that we are, maybe you're even familiar, it's things like, you're no good at this, you have nothing to contribute, there are people who are way better at this than you are, why would anyone want to listen to you, Um, What do you have to offer that isn't already being met? Look around, there's a million people who can do this better than you can. Why would you even bother? Um, And one of the things I hear a lot is, I'm worried that there's too much competition. I'm worried that I can't break through. I'm worried that all the good work is taken. And so I wanted to, I found some statistics that I wanted to offer you as kind of a baseline and as encouragement to you so that you can see that um, we're not lying when we say there's plenty of work to go around. Um, And that if you're looking at buying a writing course, whether it's my course or someone else's, or if you're trying to figure it out on your own using Google, which is what I had to do because there weren't writing courses back when I was getting started, or at least there were, but either I couldn't afford them because I had no money, (laughs) or... um, They just weren't right for me for various reasons. So um, one of the things I have done strategically is make my writing courses really, really low priced um, so that they are accessible. I try to break them down and help you do the, you know, the next step, do the first right thing. And if you can do the first right thing, then you're going to get traction and then maybe you can afford the $200 course or the $500 course. Um, But I want to start you right around $27, which when I was a struggling single mom trying to figure out how to become a freelance writer and I had no help (laughs) because all these wonderful bloggers and info product developers and stuff. I mean, people like me were not out there yet um, for the most part. I found like two of them and only one of them was someone who I liked um, and even her course I couldn't afford. So I know what it's like not to be able to afford stuff. I couldn't have paid $100 for the course I really wanted to take. Um, but I could have scraped together probably 27 to take that first step, which is why my kind of my entry course is $27. Um, if you are interested <laughs> in learning more about that, let me know. Um, or you can, um, uh, you can go to ashleygainer.com slash clips camp. It's called clips camp. You may have seen the ads running, which would be fabulous. I'd love to know what you think about them. But anyway, enough about my courses. I keep getting sidetracked. I want to talk about numbers. So, um, The imposter likes to tell you that you have nothing to offer and that everyone else is out there and that all the good work is taken and that there's no room for you at the table. So I want to give you, um, in the spirit of beating back the imposter, I want to give you some numbers so that you can hear that lie in your head um, or maybe even in your ears if you have someone who's really discouraging you. But I want you to, he- to identify that lie, that lie, that, that kind of scarcity lie, the one that says there's no room for you, you know, it's too late for you, um, all the good work is taken, etc. Anything that talks about scarcity of jobs, um, you can hear my papers here that I'm holding in my hands because I want to show you. So this is about that. I went and went to the Bureau of Labor Statistics Um, which is part of the Labor Department in the U.S. And I tried to find some numbers on, like, how many businesses are there? How many businesses are there actually in the U.S. at the moment? And it was surprisingly difficult to find that number. I don't know if I was just doing the wrong kind of searches or looking at the wrong things. I don't really know all the acronyms or whatever. Um, I couldn't figure out how many businesses exist in the U.S., at least on paper. Because goodness knows that there are more businesses than the ones that are, you know, registered with your state or registered with your county. Anyone who's a sole proprietor, I don't know if they are included in this number, but I think maybe they are not. Um, Now that's conjecture. If I'm wrong and you know how labor works and does all their statistics, please let me know because I want to learn more about this. But um, what I could find is that there are 30 3.2 Point two million small businesses registered in the United States um, This is um, From a report that was published in 2018. It's from numbers that come from 2016 So I think these numbers from what I could tell It looks like these numbers are done every four years or so. So as of 2016 There are 30.2 million business, small businesses and I don't know how small business is defined um, by, uh, labor and statistics. And it was taking me just infuriatingly long to figure this out. But I found this other statistic in the same, um, I think it was a booklet. It was a PDF I was looking at. Anyway, they said 30.2 million businesses and these are small businesses. And these account for 99% of all businesses in the U S. So we're looking at, I mean, you do the math, it's like 30.5 million businesses in the U S. And you know what the common factor is? There is something that every single one of these businesses has in common. If you know of a business that does not require this thing I'm about to tell you, please tell me, because I tried to think of one and I couldn't, not one that was legal. (laughs) Um, I guess technically it's possible, I don't know, I don't know where I was going with that, no we're (laughs) good. Anyway, the one thing that all of these 30 plus million businesses need, every single one of them, is copy. You cannot have a business without having words. You have to have a website. You have to, you know, the vast majority of them need a website. The vast majority of them need a social media presence. The, You know, a huge number of them need ad copy. Even if it's just, you know, words to put on the billboard, that's copy. Um, even if it's just... Uh, you know, a poster for the yard and a business card, that's copy. So 30 million plus businesses, all of them need copy, which means all of them need writers. Now, some of these businesses will be big enough that they have uh, writers on staff. And some of them are small enough that they would never consider even outsourcing to begin with. So, So the number of businesses that could potentially hire you, Admittedly, is not thirty million, <laughs> but it's still going to be really, really high because the number of companies who hire um, writers—they're—they're going to be big. They're going to be established, and even they outsource from time to time. Um, the vast majority of freelance copywriting hires are made by small and medium businesses. And again, I—I couldn't find the numbers on how this breaks down. But all that to say, I'm extremely confident that there are millions of businesses out there who need writers like you. Now, what I teach is to get started as a freelance writer by doing, um, writing blog posts as the lowest entry point. Um, I think this is the lowest, uh, sorry, as the entry point with the lowest barrier to entry. Blog posts are among the easiest things that you can write. They are the easiest things to find examples of and emulate. Um, and they are relatively inexpensive, so they are relatively easy to market because um, if someone has a marketing budget of $2,000 a month, um, it's a lot easier to say, okay, well, I'll give this new writer $150 to see if they're any good, and then we can talk about more work. You know, it's a lot easier to sell a blog post than it is to sell a case study in general. Um, not always true, but in general, Yes. So um, the, so the 30 million businesses is one thing I wanted to share with you. And on the flip side, we got all these businesses who need copy. How many writers are sitting at the table? And this was interesting to me too. Um, the, is it the, it's the sense, you know what you guys I told you wrong. It was the census who does the business statistics. It's labor who does the one I'm about to share with you, which is when people send in their taxes, what do they mark as their occupation? And so um, I looked up the category of arts, design, entertainment, sports, and media occupations, which is where we as writers will fall. Um, And I found a few interesting numbers. Um, Technical writing is kind of a, it's a type of copywriting. Um, There are 69,000 self-reported technical writers. um, Oh shoot, I didn't write down when these numbers come from, but I think these came from 2017. Um, if not 2016. Um, Let's see. So 69,000 technical writers. There's another category, writers and authors. And there are 227,000 people who claim themselves to be writers and authors. And I think this is really interesting. I wish they would break it down a little bit more um, to tell us, like, who are the bloggers? Who are just the authors? Because... You have to imagine, if you've been around the block, like if you go to Amazon, how many books are on Amazon? Like, it's probably too many to count. I could probably find some data nerd from Amazon to be like, hey, dude, how many book listings are there? And he could tell me. And it's in the, you know, mil- it's in the, like, the bajillions. Um, and every one of those books has um, an author attached to it. So this category of writers and authors is a little bit muddied because there are a lot of people who fall under the author tab who don't want to, you know, who are not writers in the sense that we are. And the other group of people who are not writers in the sense that we are, but will still fall under this category is bloggers. Some bloggers do get into freelance writing, but the vast majority of them are in it for themselves to do their own money making blog. And the cool thing is that they will turn around and hire people like us once they get some traction. So we have the number 227,000, but really it's just a fraction of that 227,000 that qualifies um, as our competition, your competition, my competition. I don't even know how to begin to estimate <laughs> what portion of this 227K is people like us, but I did. want to do a little bit of math. I have my calculator here. Ooh knocking stuff around at my desk. That was my water. Thank goodness it didn't spill. I'm pulling out my trusty old TI-83 that I've had since high school. It has a really busted screen. It's very sad. I need to replace it. Um, so we're going to start with 30 million businesses. I'm going to use round numbers. 30 million businesses. They all need copy. They all need writing. And I'm going to plug in the whole number, 227,000 even though there are not 227,000 people vying for these jobs. So 30 million divided by 227,000. That means that for you as a writer, if you see how many potential clients there are and then you estimate how many people are vying for those, for those jobs, that means that there are, on average, 132 potential clients for you. Now, on the one hand, maybe that doesn't sound like very much, 132 clients, like 100 clients, that's, I mean, I don't know, is that a lot? I don't know, that's, I will tell you that I, I have been freelance, I've been a freelance writer for almost 10 years now, I don't think I've had more than 25 clients, over the course of 10 years, 25 clients, so 132 clients, I look at that and it's like, holy cow, that is so many prospective clients that I can have so many you guys so many so what you do is you look for the clients who need repeat work and the vast majority of my work has been repeat work or it's been the potential for repeat work and i did a sample and for whatever reason it wouldn't work out um i'm looking at you mr credit expert <laughs> i was um, approached to write for a credit blog and by a guy who's like the number one name and credit he's like all things credit and um i just was not I was really into personal finance, and I just was not good enough at the credit for his liking, which I understand. You know, if you're going to outsource, you want to do it for someone who knows exactly what they're talking about, and my knowledge just wasn't deep enough. So that for is an example of a gig where I did the sample post. Um, it was like a trial post, and um, we decided not to move further. Well, he decided not to move further, and I don't know that I would have moved further with him anyway because it was it was stressful for me because I knew that I wasn't going to measure up. So. All of that to say, the vast majority of my clients are not one-offs. Um, they are recurring clients. So if you have 130 clients sitting at the table looking for writers, ready to hire you, how many do you really need? So if you need to make $4,000 a month, how many clients is it going to take for you to get to $4,000 a month? I would posit that depending on your skill and the services that you are willing to provide um, if you're just starting out with this blog post method you're going to need maybe if you need to write 10 posts a month to hit that goal sorry if you need to write 10 posts a week to hit that goal you're probably going to need between 10 and 12 clients of recurring work per month maybe 10 10 to 15 clients if somebody wants some might want two or three a week some might want just one or two a month So let's say you'll need 15 clients. Do you think you can find 15 clients out of 130 potentials? Yes, I think you can. But by the time you found your 15 clients, you're going to have so much experience that you're going to actually need fewer because your rates should be higher. (laughs) So if you need $4,000 a month and you venture into other freelance writing services, one that I'm seeing um, people talk about right now is case studies. A case study goes anywhere typically from like 1,000 to 2,500. So you might need four, do you know, maybe two to four case studies a month. Totally, completely, 100% doable. The great thing about case studies is that a lot of companies who, um, who uh, hire out for them, who outsource for them, want a new one every month or they want a new one every quarter. So that means if you need two... Let's say you you need someone. Let's say someone you're you're writing case studies, and um, all of your case studies are quarterly, and you need two a month. Um, so you need two, four, six. You need six case study clients out of the hundred and thirty plus businesses who would feasibly hire you. Do you think you could find six? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Um, if you need $4,000 a month and you write white papers, that's like a fraction of white paper a month. White papers typically are anywhere from like three to maybe 10,000. I see a lot of white paper writers quoting, you know, like a, a, on the beginning ish side of things, maybe three to 6,000 for a white paper. Maybe it goes up to eight or nine, 10 or more if you're really experienced. Um, but like entry point white papers pretty high payoff. You need one or two maybe a month and you're going to do really well. Do you think you could find one or two out of 130? I think you probably could. So I, I offer this to you as an encouragement. Oh, the other thing is social media. Everyone needs social media. Everyone, content marketing is the biggest thing right now. The The way that the internet works these days is it, it's a constant churn of stuff. Everyone needs stuff. And the stuff that they have, they need it to be promoted. And then when they think it's old, they need new stuff. Everyone needs writing. Content marketing is a a huge opportunity. So if you land maybe five, okay, so let's say you get into some kind of content marketing uh, arrangement with a client and you are on retainer and you're charging maybe $800 a month and your package includes four blog posts and um, weekly social media posts promoting, maybe it's three social media posts a week promoting the one blog post a month that or one blog post a week that you write. So so what you're offering is content, mar- content um, creation and marketing. So you write the blog post and then you do th- like three Facebook updates about it or whatever. And you charge $800 a month for this package to do this every week. Eight hundred dollars a month for four blog posts. You need five clients to take you up on that offer. Do you think you could find five out of the out of the hundred and thirty sitting at the table who might potentially hire you? I think maybe you could. <laughs> I think that that's a pretty good pretty good odds. Um, so now I'm going to wrap this up because I've kind of I've gone on longer than I meant to. Um, but I offer all this to you as an encouragement um, to say that. There is always, always room for more good writers. There is a severe shortage of good writers out there. I see a lot of writers out there who are not very good, but are doing really well because they have some stick-to-itiveness and because they're putting themselves out there when the really good writers who could do really well at it are, um, you know, they're in mouse mode and they're hiding and they're not doing anything. So I want to get you out of mouse mode and into... um, income generation mode (laughs) yay not that it's about the money but it's about what the money gets you it's about the lifestyle that you want and that I want to help you find so if this appeals to you in any way and you feel like you've been sitting on the sidelines or you have been you know putting yourself in time out and not getting started because you have um, convinced yourself of all the reasons why you shouldn't including this idea that there's no room for you at the table then I encourage you to um, tell your imposter voice in your head to go pound sand and leave you alone, and to take the next step. So what I have for you, what I have for all my copy chatter listeners, is it's called the freelance writing starter pack. It's a um, I kind of thought about you know what is the what is the progression that everyone goes through to get started as a freelance writer, and it's basically five steps. So I wrote out the five steps. I talk a little bit about what each one of those steps is. Um, I give you, um, in the starter pack, one of the big scary steps is the pitch template. So I give you, or sorry, is the pitching. So I give you a pitch template. Actually, I think it's two templates that you can use to send your pitch once you find clients. Um, But it tells you exactly what you need to be doing. Um, And then you can either go find your own answers or you can follow up with me and I can get you pointed in the next right direction. Anyway, if that sounds good to you, go to copychatter.com um, slash starter pack. If you just go to copychatter.com, it's the only thing I have there right now, so you can get it that way too. <laughs> copychatter.com, we have our own website, yay! And I'm in the process of building it out to be a little bit um, more interesting than it currently is. <laughs> but in the meantime, Um, get your hands on that let me know if you have any questions about this or about any other topic and if there's something if you have burning questions or if there's something you really want me to talk about let me know send me an email and or find me on Facebook or whatever you know however you want to find me and get in my ear and odds are good that if you have a question I will answer it right here on the show so I invite you to do that and I look forward to talking with y'all a little bit later.